0: So many divers and I'm like this is awesome. I'm getting good at this. It's yeah. great. You know, yeah. Yeah, so I love it so much. I want to talk about it while we do the show. Well, yeah, well, this is part of it. Yeah, we're on. We're in. Yeah, we're in. Oh, well, we're <laughs> good. Well, hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I gotta thank you uh, before we actually started recording. I was we were talking about how hard it was to get you scheduled, and I yes. totally because like right as things were happening, I was like, Andy, hey, come like, over. Yeah, people need to hear. People want to hear. Like, uh, and first of all, like I gotta thank you for your leadership. You bet. Um, just. You know, we've you've been out in front of the health disaster in a way that has united us as opposed to divide us. As far as people in the county and just sure. like, and part of that has been just the straight talk, the facts, the honesty. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's what wins the day. Mm-hmm. And when you guys were messaging with uh, Dr. Richardson, the the county health director, and just giving us the facts, and it wasn't good news, but it was news we all needed to hear, and right. it made us change our uh our the, the way we went about life i mean the square really shut down like the traffic went down like people really followed yeah. the directions without threat of force to save lives and to make sure the hospitals didn't get uh overcome with uh w- with the folks and i think we i think we i think we did it i, th- I think we owe, owe you uh and I, and I I think I speak for the the whole county when I say thank you for your leadership on this, um it's it's been unreal so thank you,
1: you. Yeah, well, thank you Glenn and it's um it's an honor to serve and I'm glad that we could get together today when we spoke last week and you said hey let's get together and I said absolutely we'll make it a point and when you said you're about to have a baby I'm like well. Well, we'll uh, I, I might be available. I don't know if you're going to be available. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're available and welcome oh, little man, I'm Dylan. I'm here. glad that, that he, he made his grand arrival yeah. right in the middle of a pandemic. I tell in the you, middle of it, yeah. um, life goes on in the midst of, of pandemics and life goes on in the midst of, of um, crazy times like we're living in. I, as you're ha- talking about your firstborn, it made me think about my firstborn, uh, Everett, And he was due January 11th of 2000. And um, I worked at the town of Addison at the time and we were all gearing up for Y2K. Y2K was coming on and we have been making plans for that for about a year. And here comes the, you know, we're getting closer to Y2K and the city manager had about a dozen of us key city personnel that worked for the town. to stay there um i was a friday night when it when it was going to turn into y2k and Just they got to be it, on hand and case to be on hand and we were in emergency command post oh, and yeah, watching yeah, right. watching the, the it turn midnight as it goes around the world and we're like there wasn't a lot of problems we're thinking okay good hopefully when it hits the u.s it'll be okay and they had us um hotel rooms for us to spend the night in and And I had asked Ron. I said, "Ron, may I have my wife? She's great with child, and can I have her come spend the night at the hotel?" God forbid the cars don't start, and the signal lights don't work, and the water doesn't run because the gas, the water pumps don't work, and we were all worried. He's absolutely. I remember going back, so we walked. We were in the command post all that night, and it kind of ties in that stuff still happens. You know, life goes on regardless of technology or other things. And I went back to the hotel room that night about three in the morning. And I said, well... Y2K did not happen after all it, I think we're all I think we're all good we were worried for nothing we escaped she, the she end said, of the world barely she said well good I'm glad you got that behind you because I'm in labor and I was like
0: what And <laughs> now it's time to go
1: yeah so he he was born January 1st 2000 oh so, wow anyway, he's a Y2K baby and so he never was,
0: forget his uh,
1: age whatever whatever yeah. year it is that's how old he is so that's he's 20 cool. so when that's you were awesome. talking about having a baby in the midst of all this uncertainty that's yeah. I, I can identify because we had we've done we've been down there and had the same thing yeah so. well
0: that well that's what life is life is uh, a tragedy yeah and like if if you're not paying attention life will eat you alive and yep. spit you out and not care right yep. um but part of it i think that i mean that made it easy for us was you know we had a plan we knew what we were doing we knew how to get to the hospital in case we were yep. going to be under duress as yeah. we were going there but all of that came from really I gotta say being an Eagle Scout and you're mm-hmm. an Eagle Scout as well yeah.
1: No I've got two eagles I'm e- not one but oh, I you're two, not one. but I oh, raised oh, two I think were. that should okay. count for something
0: there you go <laughs> but yeah I think that that's a big part of it is yeah. like be prepared be prepared and it's like you know bad things are gonna happen but if you know how to take care of the basics and know what your priorities are then all right you know?
1: and you know what I think Glenn what America has realized. And I know so many of my friends here in the county have realized that um, we take a lot for granted. And, and it's so many times we, we think that there's always going to be bacon at the store and there was always going to be paper towels and Clorox wet wipes. I'm glad to see you have some wet wipes here. You're, you're doing a good job. And by the way, everybody, we are social distancing. so yeah, Glenn we're, exactly are, we're, we're six we're, feet apart. Are, right right six feet apart. <laughs> but um, I think that's important to know that we, there's a lot of people who do plan, you know, you're a planner and a lot of people y'all plan for this pregnancy and you all plan for the arrival and all that. And there's a lot of people who are planners, but a lot of people are not. And I think going through this COVID-19 uh, pandemic has really made people number one, take an assessment of what's really important in life. And number two, be a little more thoughtful in their day to day life as far as they planning. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a clear uh, takeaway that we've all, We've all experienced. I know I've, I've experienced it. Um, I know my parents have. Um, I know our our household has, and so many other people in the county. You know, we've 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 been planning for um, events, not to necessarily to this magnitude, but to have the structures in place. And I think that's a big takeaway from this that I would that I would really um, I've really thought as I've gone through this. Like, what are the lessons learned? And I and I challenged all the department heads and all the elected officials from the very beginning of this, we had a big meeting We had a series of big meetings just before the social distancing was really, um, enacted, but we'd gather around a table and I said, you know, let's document lessons learned on this as we, as we go through here for the, for the future. And just right now, what, do we, what are the lessons learned like right now, that live that we need to enact moving forward. And so I think people, just in their day-to-day lives have done that same thing yeah. which
0: is it's just really good well how did it kind of uh come about from your perspective You're, um you know county judge oh first we we kind of got to <laughs> introduce you as andy eads county judge
1: <laughs> friend of glenn yeah just off the street i'm at
0: no so county judge is county the, judge. and it, yeah f- first i want you to kind of explain a lot of people are not aware of what the county judge is or what the county yeah. Uh, jurisdiction is what they deal with. So, kind sure. of, like, kind of tell us about just that. What does
1: a county judge do? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not a judge. Apparently. Yeah, I'm not a judge. I'm not yeah. an attorney. Um, so, so many of the laws that were set up to um, govern counties across texas were set up after the civil war a lot of the enabling legislation to create counties and at the time they were very skeptical of centralized government and so they divested the powers among many office holders and so uh, there's the county judge who's the presiding officer over commissioner's court um so it's kind of like mayor of that or of uh, some people call it mayor of the county i think that's a good illustration but or so, like chairman or yeah anything. or chair mm-hmm. or chair so we're the presiding officer so we run the meetings but it's still commissioner's court because uh, the county judge votes but everything takes three votes so you have to have the the commissioner's support so Um, you have a vote i do get to vote some some mayors do not vote uh, in in local government some of them do not but the county judges in texas do vote so we vote so um so it takes three votes of uh, affirmative votes of the commissioner's court to pass anything um, and we vote on everything. It's amazing all that we vote on the payroll every week. we vote on the, the bill report. everything has to be voted on by commissioner's court any expenditure out of the treasury. but back to how counties were set up back in the 1800s, they really wanted to divest the, the powers among many office holders. Mm-hmm. And so if you kind of compare it in contrast to a city, the city has a police chief who works for you know a, a city has the public and they elect the city council and the city council if it's a if it's a city manager form of government elects the elects the uh, i mean they hire the uh, city manager who also hires the police chief and fire chief and and their finance director and all that so the county is very different so we have we have 40 elected officials in Ditton county government and so um, they're all independently elected. So I am not their boss. The commissioner's court is not their boss. We do have the power of the purse through the budgeting process, and we we set policies and procedures for the whole county. But um, each elected official is, um, is is held accountable to the public. And so how it's different than the city is we have a, a uh, sheriff, Sheriff Tracy Murphy. His birthday was yesterday. Hello, sheriff, if you're mm-hmm. listening. <laughs> um, he's a great friend and a great sheriff. Uh, but in a, so he's elected to the, by the public. And so a sit in a city manager, form of government, they would be, they would answer to the city manager. And like our finance department, we have an auditor uh, who's a, who's appointed for a tenure uh, by the district judges, all the district judges get together. And he, uh, so Jeff may, our current County auditor works for the district judges. And so the commissioner's court does not have an influence over him. He's very independent. Hmm. And then you have like our, um, our accounts, um, a lot of our payroll and our investments and uh, and other financial decisions are handled by Cindy Brown, our county treasurer. Treasurer Brown does a great job, and so she's elected. And so in the city, that would be more of a department head. So so right. the, so the and so our records retention is done by the county clerk. Yeah, all you alls real estate documents, and everything get recorded over there at the at the uh, county clerk's office, and that's elected official. That'd probably be done by the city secretary of a municipality. So so it's very different. Uh, But the powers of the county judge are one of them is um, to handle the emergency management of the county. And Mm -hmm. so so um, I deal with uh, Chief Gonzalez, Jody Gonzalez, our emergency management director. That's right. All the time. He he's Mm -hmm. he
0: reports to the full commissioner's court. He's the guy that uh, sends you a text when there's a tornado or a yes, thunderstorm. Yes, coming. yes, we
1: love Jody. Yes, he gives us <laughs> those, those many times late night texts and so forth. So if you want to register for that, you can get on the county website. Yeah, and, and that's you can a great service too. It's a great oh, service. It's incredible. It's a great yeah. service.
0: So, um, but like the city doesn't do emergency stuff because the county does, right? Well, Is- some cities. Well, some cities do their okay. own
1: emergency management plan, and they do their. They uh, some of the larger cities have their own. They do it usually out of their. Uh, fire department and so oh, okay. uh, but for a lot of the cities we are their emergency uh, management coordinator right, for, for the smaller right, right. cities obviously, if we had a tornado go through the county that's a countywide initiative and we will be working on countywide relief you right know, with, uh, right and pandemics and other things like this that are really countywide so mm-hmm. um county judge is kind of like the chief administrator of the county I sign everything I get a big stack every week that's a you know, that we sign everything, everything kind of crosses our desk, all the contracts, those all go through commissioner's court, all the grants, all those spending mm-hmm. such so as that, all that kind of goes through the, the commissioner's court. We execute them all
0: and review them. So there was a, there was a painting in the courthouse and somebody pointed out what kind of what it meant as far as the County goes, the, and you know, Denton being the County seat, we had mm-hmm. the County courthouse, the historic courthouse downtown, which is beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. using check it out whenever it reopens. Yes. But there was a painting on the wall, the illustration and in that illustration it was like uh, births were yes. represented deaths were represented yes. roads were represented and the, like that kind of encapsulates all like the big picture of what the county does correct i had that done and
1: so yeah, okay, i did cool. so uh, yeah it was a that was a fun thing we, we took it down after we had the um fire when we took uh, we had to redo the the courthouse cuz of all the smoke damage but we have so many tour groups glenn that come through the courthouse and so I, I had our we have a artist that works in the museum and i said uh joe come i've got an idea oh, that's right joe. Joe, joe joe joe, yeah, joe yeah. yeah he just had a baby too oh yeah and so just a, a couple months ago um that's awesome so so i said joe come up upstairs and let's sit down and let's do and i got the budget glenn i got the county budget and i went through every operation that the county's involved in from Know, veteran services to uh, administering elections that's to the right. health department yeah, right. to building permits to road construction and burying the paupers and, yeah. i mean all the, the whole judicial system and agri-life and all those all those fun functions that the county is really involved in we we're involved in a lot of things and if you and i encourage the audience to get on our dentoncounty.gov um, website we're about to update it we get on there and noodle around a little bit you know, it's amazing all the different th- functions that we're involved in so we um we did an illustration that was symbolic of all the county functions that Mm -hmm. we, that we're involved in. And and so we, that was really fun and I, I, we need to put that back up.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, cause I, you know, I, I'm pretty familiar with what's in front of me, like the city government stuff, but it was, it took me a while to kind of wrap around and knowing some county commissioners and talking with them and like understanding what their job was. And it's also divided up. Like there's a couple that do roads. Yeah. And then there's a couple that do, so, th- so are over the other things, so there's four
1: county commissioners, and we each represent a different geographical area. So we have like a district, and it's called a precinct. And so we we um, redistrict those about every 10 years after the census, so they're equal, generally equal in population. And then the way it's just kind of been divided out historically is that there's two commissioners that represent more rural parts, like so Hugh Coleman and I. You know, you're friends with Hugh, so yeah. Hugh Hugh and I had. Uh, I had about 17 cities. He had about 16 or 17 cities as well. And we had large, vast areas of the unincorporated part of the county. And so those roads that are in the unincorporated part of the county are either a private road, which the county does not maintain, or it's a county road. And so Hugh and I spent a lot of time doing county roads. Commissioner Mitchell and Commissioner Marchant have more urbanized areas. Now, they, they each have about I believe under the last redistricting commissioner mitchell had a mile or so of county road the way okay because down, most
0: of it's city because yeah she okay, had a little piece there was it. a
1: little bitty there was a little unincorporated piece over by lake dallas mm-hmm. and so she had the lake cities and so she had a little piece there was a little carve out area and so there's no sense in her having a full road crew and all that goes with that and so um precinct four helped precinct three so we would if she needed anything Precinct, got precinct, for and so, it, it. so Ron hmm. Marchant has uh, he has Carrollton and part of Dallas and part of Plano and the Colony and Little Elm, mm-hmm. and so he has uh, he has a little bit more than that. He has five or six miles of county roads that are over by Little Elm, kind of over by the, west, the east side of the lake. Okay. So he was so he does not, he does not need a, a full road crew either, just like Bobby didn't. And so we just um, uh, so Hugh always took t- took care of Ron, and so they would sure. they would never say. They'd call us or email us and say, "Hey, my road's looking bad. Can y'all take a look at it?" We'd get over there and fix it.
0: Well, do they take on other responsibilities since they're not doing since the, they don't the do the construction it. aspect? Yeah. That? So
1: each of us just it's been just basically informal um, um, areas of interest that we all have. You mm. know, um, it's not necessarily an assigned duty. You know, Bobby does a lot with HR. I've always done a lot with transportation, represent the county at the Regional Transportation Council and other things. And so, I did a lot of the bigger regional initiatives that we kind of worked on and then uh, just as precinct four commissioner even because i was on the rtc but all of us are working on roads each one of the commissioners works on roads and that's a big chunk of their stuff because we all worked on 35e getting 35e done because it went through all four commissioner precincts and yeah. so we're all working to advocate for that
0: mm-hmm. and in
1: working with our cities on the bond program that we did about 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so we're still wrapping that up. And so each one of the, each one of the road commissioners is dealing with roads, even though, but they're not dealing with county roads necessarily, but they're dealing with state highways. And the way the, pardon me, the state highway system works is, you know, the, the state is in constant consultation with each one of the commissioners about their, their priorities and what projects we need to get expedited. And so each one of those commissioners are out working to advance
0: mobility in their, their districts. Got it. Well, okay. So back to the original. Back version. to COVID. <laughs> take to take us back to where you guys are realizing it's got to start with Doctor Richardson mm-hmm. because he, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. he's in contact with the CDC, I believe. Correct. And they're telling him like, "Hey, this is this is something we got our eye on." Like, what's that timeline look like? Like, when when did you y'all become aware Ooh, of it? As I don't a have that. I don't have those dates in front of me right here, but. Um,
1: I'll tell you just generally how, um, disease management works here at the county. Um, there's a variety of diseases that are reportable, that are required to be reported. Yeah. West Nile was the one I remember. That. Yeah. West Nile. Yeah. And there's, there's different, there's different diseases that are contagious that are, that if you go into the doctor and you have that, you have to, uh, they have, they, to, report they have it. to report it. Oh, it's a reportable. So, disease. It, so yeah. we are reporting diseases. Day in, day out, year yeah. round, three sixty five. So, so we're disease reporting to the public that we compile from not only our health departments, um, our different locations, but also just the healthcare providers. They have to report that to us, so we can watch and monitor yeah. things. Okay, mm-hmm. so so that kind of flies under the radar. A lot of people
0: don't think about the health department. We're just taking care of business. Mm-hmm. And well, well, when we just did the uh, the birthing of our son, yes, person basically from not from the county but had all the county paperwork the Mm -hmm. birth certificate the yeah and i mean she had a whole list of things that we had to like give to them so oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. so dylan's his
1: first document's going to be from the county that's a birth certificate yeah so that's issued by the county so so we are cradle to grave (laughs) i mean we get your death certificate too so so um so as far as the health department goes no glenn we're we are reporting um diseases all the time monitoring disease outbreak all the time and so uh, that's that's a continuous ongoing process the um 19 we all were watching it just the general public was watching this as we're seeing what's happening in china we're monitoring it we're monitoring that it's on our radar we're looking at that uh, dr richardson is watching that the cdc is watching that we're gearing up um i could go back and look at the dates when we had our first pandemic we had a pandemic uh, preparedness uh, committee meeting it's called the pip uh, pandemic influenza preparedness plan and that's what we that's what we had and we had adopted that about 10 years ago in the event you had like a big flu because we thought you know the flu was something because right, yeah that's it, a, it's a real deal and it's it a yearly thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and it gets different mm-hmm. strains of it that have different yeah. different um mortality rates and so as it was as this was developing um closer and closer and this was becoming more of a real deal and it was in america and then everybody's watching it we activated that that big committee meeting that's what i was talking about and we yeah and we were trying to figure out how do we keep the public safe how, and how do we maintain county operations those mm-hmm. were two things because we have to maintain a jail. People still have to get married. People still have the court system must continue. People have to pay taxes and, and get their license plates from us and all those different functions that must continue. And so um, how do we modify the operations? And so we're in this big meeting and uh, I was leading it. I opened us in prayer because I could just tell the levity of the whole thing that's prayed for. Um, God's wisdom as we went through this, um, and you could tell with all all these different office holders and the department heads, and we were going through just the planning aspect, identifying what was the problem and then how do we, how do we mitigate it and how do we continue service? And, um, I'll never forget. We were, you could tell the, the, um, tone in the room was heavy. You know, but we were hopeful and, you know, we're going to get, we we can get through this. You know, none of us knew the magnitude of what we, what New York city was going to look like in subsequent weeks. But I'll never forget Frank Phillips, our elections administrator called me in the middle of the meeting and I stepped out. We were kind of about to take a break anyway. And I stepped out and I took Frank's call and he said, and we had a series of these meetings. So this might not have been the first meeting, but it was one of the series of these meetings. And Frank called me and he said, um, he's our elections administrator. And he says, Andy, the state of Louisiana just canceled their presidential primary. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Like you're thinking, okay, Mm -hmm. this is, and I remember the real deal. This is the real deal. People are canceling elections. And I, I remember going back in the room and reconvening the room and I said, let me tell you what Frank just said. And you could just hear a hush over the room kind of fear like this is, this is, uh, uncharted territory in our lifetime, you know, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of the seriousness up aspect of it. But I'll tell you, you know, although we have 40 elected officials, not all officials were their way we to representatives of different offices, but, sure. but the, the teamwork, I would tell you the teamwork when the, when the, the county came together, I'm not just bragging because I work here, but the, the teamwork that everybody said, okay, let's roll up our sleeves. Let's try to, let's try to work it out for the public. Let's try to keep the services going. Let's keep our employees safe. Think about all the people that come into the tax office, all the people that go into the county clerk's office, yeah. all the people that think of all the hundreds of people that we assemble, Glenn, every week for jury duty. Yeah. You know, 200, 300 people in a room over there all for a jury duty that are all sitting right next to each other, yeah. you know, socially distanced. So we're having to modify all those Man. operations. All the, So we had to figure out. Well,
0: you had to make the call. We're shutting it down. Yeah, at some point. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did that five times, different different measures. But yeah, we had to figure out how do you close down an organization that's, that's been going since 1846. Mm-hmm. And now we're into how do we reopen this organization? So and, and this has got to be the
0: first time oh, that yeah. something of, of this magnitude yeah. has happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, so we're trying to to figure that out, and it was um, uh, there was a great teamwork. And, and this was something none of us had done. None of us had closed down the county before. None of us had. And and um, not only the private sector, but I'm talking about the county operations. Well, the, how, do the, we, how do we do the that? The
0: plan that you had 10 years ago, Could you was it useful? Could you really look at it and go, oh, okay, we, we thought about this and...
1: It it was it was it was a good skeleton of a document I would say. But we who could, can imagine this? Yeah, you know, you're not planning for no, no I mean, jury duties, I and mean, yeah. you're not planning for the schools being closed. I mean, you know the health, the um, childcare, Glenn. I mean, that was a huge issue. How do we? Um, what are we going to do with our? Schools are out. We've got employees that need to work, but they don't have any child care. Yeah. And these daycares and the lunches, are closed. And the, the lunches. And like I mean, so yeah, the that feeding kids. That's a whole. Otherwise. Yeah. Change. I, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that in yeah. the, the the school grant. So it was, um, I would tell you what was interesting though. Um, Mike Cochran, a friend of mine who lives about a block from here. I, know right? I don't know if you, you, you know, Mike. Oh yeah. He sent me. Local or, historian. Oh yeah. He sent me several, he sent me several emails with, um, newspaper clippings from, from the f- flu yeah from the right, flu yeah you know 102 years ago whatever yeah, and it so didn't, chronicle, the didn't record chronicle chronicle and they were and they were talking <laughs> about they were setting up hospitals over at uh what is now unt yeah all, yeah that's and, right and that's churches churches were closed and and the movie theaters were closed mm-hmm. Talk about boy scouts they had the boy scouts deliver could have you know communication like we do now and so they were i love it Wow. i read it in one of my videos i did they were having the boy scouts deliver the flyers telling everybody across town yeah what was closed so yeah, yeah. the boy scouts were right yeah. i'm sure but, on bicycles
0: in, in one of those articles it was interesting it was like all the ministers got together and declared like all yeah. right we're not we can't do church for right. a certain amount of time right to save lives you know i know i know like people stepped up then you know they did they did <laughs> and they did too yeah they did, did
1: during this too which has been which has been nice that's awesome We've had so much voluntary compliance, yeah. and a lot of people have acted like um, we took great pleasure in the the steps that were taken. And I would tell you it was agonizing. Yeah. It was yeah. agonizing to, yeah. to go through. And I know every um, everyone had, had a, a role in any kind of closure in America.
0: I, uh, did not take that lightly. So what did it feel like to actually have to pull the trigger on getting up there and saying, everyone stay home? um cuz he did that a, multiple a lot, times multiple times on I mean you had to you were the guy that yeah. had to give the bad news and back it up with with the the experts
1: it, we did follow expert advice at the time and I I prayed a lot um through that and then I I prayed that um I would have peace on when when I when I came to the decision point of where we were at okay that we need to now we need to reduce the sizes and reduce the sizes again. And then you're going to have to close the uh, different business sectors. Um, I, I prayed for peace that when, that when I made the decision based on the advice that we had at the time, and that's anyone can armchair quarterback it today, but the the decisions made at the time that I would have peace in my heart, although as painful as it was, it was agonizing to get to the point, but I said, God, give me peace when I know I made the right decision. Give me strength and peace. And I had that peace. I still have that peace. Yeah. Um, how'd you come to that decision?
0: Like what was the decision tree?
1: Okay. Uh, That's a good question. Um, it was, it was all based on the disease spread. Okay. All based on the disease spread here in the County. Okay. I think that's the first, um, that we, when we did our first closure, it was based on the first community spread here in the County. So boom, it it is here and we have a case.
0: Remember that it -hmm. was an
1: individual in double Oak that had Mm -hmm. traveled to the County and and it and it came here so um, i had to call the mayor of double oak and let him know he was our first case um
0: it's a horrible I, prize to win it, it is a horrible <laughs> prize to win
1: and i called i called all the mayors um that were getting their first case i made a point every day to call them um yeah.
0: and say hey you you have a new case today you you, you now have a case you now." how, have how do you find that case like did it come through a like a because there wasn't much testing at that time i don't believe Somebody just happened to say, oh, uh, this might be. So they would go to the. So we always had that was that's
1: um, I'm glad you mentioned that, Glenn, because there was always testing going on in the county. Yeah, it may not have been a lot of testing going on in the county, but there was always testing all the hospitals. All the hospitals were testing the different a variety of doctor's offices were testing. Some Mm -hmm. doctor's offices would not test, but there there was testing going on and they would report that to uh, to us. Okay. We did not know if it was, we would, we wouldn't know if there was a positive, mm-hmm. if there was a positive, we would not know the negatives. Okay. And so, oh, so okay. people kept Got saying it. how much testing at the early part of this, people were saying how much testing is going on in the county? And we would say, well, we can tell you this many positives. I said, well, how, what's the total mm-hmm. number of testing? Well, we don't have the no- total number of testing cause they were not required to give that to us. Mm. And we would, we would ask the hospitals to give that to us. We'd ask the doctor's offices to give that to us. Um, they did not always do that, and so... They so it's were, like you
0: don't have good data at that point. I don't point, have good if, data. Yeah, I don't if, know that there's, yeah. we've
1: got five positives and out of a 1,000 total yeah. tests conducted. The governor subsequently made that in one of his executive orders. He mandated that all any health care provider had to provide not only the state but the county their total number of testing. Yeah. So then that helped us fill in some of the gaps as far as our percentages of positives, mm-hmm. which was really... But everything we made was based on... Medical decisions, medical um, criteria, and the spread that we had here, in the community spread here in the county. And so um, what we we were in constant consultations with the DFW Hospital Council and mm-hmm. the, our different hospitals. We I would get all of our CEOs of our ho- hospitals across the county on a phone with Dr. Richardson and all of us. And we would talk this through and figure out what their capacity is. What are they hearing? What are they hearing from assistants? Because they're most of them are all part of the larger systems, mm-hmm. okay, which is great. Um, and so we were figuring out how many hospital beds we have, how many can we flex to, how many can we, how many ventilators do we have here in uh, the metroplex? Yeah. And so we were looking at the epidemiological um, curve and trends as far as the, the how the disease doubles if you don't put these mitigation efforts involved, like every three days it would double and it would double and just based on the trends around the world that have already happened. And so you start backing into that with people who are much smarter than I am about the the trends. And, and those were all very informed decisions. Those were all very informed decisions.
0: And I remember all that was kind of happening as New York looked like a third world country.
1: 700 a day 700 a day Unreal. 700 a day
0: Unreal. 700 yeah. a day central park turned into a <laughs> right an open air hospital basically it's like what country is yeah. this when is it going to hit us and i remember ramping up it's like that's what i kept remembering was like there's a palatable fear in the air right mm-hmm. now that i've never felt before like maybe maybe right after 911 like as it was happening maybe a couple of weeks afterwards but i mean we're what seven eight weeks into it and it's still people are you know there's still that feeling which my belief from the beginning was the panic is gonna probably kill more people than Mm -hmm. (laughs) the disease if we don't if cool heads don't prevail here right and that's one thing i've appreciated about when you were rolling out the uh, recommendations to shut mm-hmm. down and social distance and all that there was, it wasn't with a heavy hammer. It was, it was a, Hey, we got to do this to save lives. Right. Or, or, like, let's, let's do this. It's gonna, it's not going to be fun, but we got to save lives. We got to do this together as opposed to, you know, you're kind of watching other States roll out their plane to reopen. And it's like, you can go to a beach, but you can't sit down at the beach right. or, you know, like right. people, it's just making people mad. Cause it's like, why, why, you know, and really, it's like people like to have power, right? You know, and people have a hard time giving it up.
1: Well, so, one of the things that I got people would call me right when the closures happened, and they said, Um, I went into the grocery store or I went into a big box retail. or Home Depot and, was, and, and it, it was crazy. Yeah. And
0: the whole time, <clears throat> Home Depot was backed,
1: yeah. And so yeah. I said, There's a, Well, they're not social distancing, and so oh. it took. It took even the pri- so the, we're dealing about the public sector, but it it took the private sector time to figure out their best practices. Like okay, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put decals on the floor to make people stay in six feet apart when yeah. they're line queuing, and one way you know my grocery store in Flower Mound still has you know one way decals on the floor for people not to be uh, crossing one another. And so oh, so yeah. it okay. took the so it took the private sector a little bit of time. It took yeah. a little bit of time. Uh, we didn't mandate that on them, but we, it took them a little bit of time to 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 figure that out because it was new to everybody. Mm-hmm. It took them a little bit of time to, to to figure that out. But I've been I was pleased that the, the spirit yeah. of cooperation people had to do it.
0: Yeah, and it took it. so I lived downtown right across yeah. from the courthouse and it took a while for the mm-hmm. square to die down. Mm-hmm. And I was tweeting every day. I was like, guys, it's we're at ninety percent capacity down here still. Right. And as the days went by, it was like, okay, I see a trend. Like it's getting less and less traffic. And over the course of like Monday, the sixteenth, which was my birthday actually, mm-hmm. Monday March sixteenth to that Friday, I mean it, it became a ghost town. A ghost town. And finally, I was like, oh, thank, like thank goodness the word is out, and you know, it seems like we're going to actually do this, and people aren't going to be, you know, selfish and cruel and you know all the all the worst parts of humanity. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah. humanity is doing something good here. So. Right? They were, but
1: let's talk about something good. Yeah. Can I talk about the business grant program?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of good yeah hour. And actually that's why I wanted to have you on because it just got <clears throat> launched. Yeah. It's like uh $2.2 2 million, I believe mm-hmm. to start with, to start with yep. what, and, and it's going to help small businesses. And that's the thing that really gets me the most is I know the mom and pops, they closed their doors and stopped immediately. I know. Uh, to, to do their part and they were they're the most affected
1: I know and so we realized that at the county and so what we um, what we what we did was early on we said we've got to figure out how do we how can we help our local businesses and so you can't give gifts of public money um, you can't give there's there's a lot of statutory restrictions and so we we figured out a way and we identified 2.2 million dollars that we do been away saving. with the
0: rules and they're yeah, not rules really. anymore I, 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 can, I can get cocktails to go andy there I know are no crazy. Rules. <laughs> this is true this is true it's just get rid of them, <laughs> them. drive through bars um
1: but what we did was we, we identified uh and michael tally our director of economic development he's a great guy oh, he's, he's great. awesome i need to have him on yeah he's you great. need to have Mike on so he's he's good but um he worked with our auditor and we, we identified $2.2 million that we had been saving all these years from co-serve and the capital credits. So they get capital credits. And so they, they re, it's like a rebate. They give that back to their different um, customers. Okay. So we've always been saving that. And so it wasn't tax dollars. It's public money, but it wasn't based off of the property taxes and everything. And so we thought, you know what, that's a great. It's a great use of that. So we can start doing some business grants. And so we were planning this even before the, the county got our federal CARES Act money, our big, our big check that hit our account a few weeks ago. So we were, we're we thought, you know what, we'll start out with this 2.2 million. If we get CARES grant money and if it's allowed to do business grants, we will we will we'll expand the program. So we at least started out. We said, you know what, we've got to get some checks in the hands of some of these, these small business owners. Uh, we're getting a legal opinion tomorrow from an outside firm that's going to give us definitively the green light that we can use the Federal Cares Act for local businesses. We were about ninety nine percent sure, but want to make just positivity that that's uh, the case. And so we're getting that green light tomorrow. So I anticipate us expanding it, um, Glenn, from two point two to probably twenty million. You know, so we're going to we're going to greatly expand that, but it's for businesses that have um, less than fifty employees. Mm-hmm. And have been in business in Denton County for over a year. And so we're having them demonstrate that they had a loss and that's why I would have to be in business a year from uh, March, April of 19 to March, April, 2020. Mm -hmm. So they'll submit their their financials to show that they had a loss there. Okay. and so we're super excited about this grant program, and it, and hopefully you'll go live today uh, with this because, or, or when, I don't know when it you're going to. It'll probably take live. me
0: about a day to get it. So, okay, well, yeah, oh, be, okay, okay. If you're
1: listening, you got okay. If it's Tuesday when you hear this, or Wednesday, you have Wednesday till noon to to uh, to turn in your grant uh, application. Go to DentonCounty.gov. I can try to get. I'll,
0: I'll try to get it out today okay. since it's timely. Yeah, yeah. I'll if, can get, if you get
1: get to DentonCounty.gov, or if they hear it, whenever they hear it, but didn't Denton, dot Denton gov, and you can look at our it's called open uh, grants program um it's for did county open grants program because did county's open we're trying to get trying to get people back to work and so i anticipate this first round is the 2.2 we're going to backfill that with more federal yeah. money not just this local money mm-hmm. and so hopefully we can the grants are up to ten thousand dollars so mm-hmm. that will help and and, you know, we've just been fielding lots of calls about it, and, and we're super excited. We're doing it in-house, and the county auditor is running the program. He Again, like I said earlier, he does a report to commissioner's court. He He's doing it very independently based on the criteria that commissioner's court set up, and they're administering it. And we gather together employees from across the county to go work over there and set up a grant program. And, and, um, and, and I
0: appreciate all those employees doing that. That's awesome. And it's a great investment. Denton County, I mean, even though— the world economy is in the tank. Our population is still probably going to increase. Oh yeah. And, and that's what I keep telling people. I was like, as these States go berserk and people want to leave, they're going to want to come to Texas. Oh yeah. Like we got it going on.
1: I've been dealing with some of our major development, um, developers basically here in the County, and they have been throughout all of this, and saying, "What are y'all hearing? What are you hearing as far as your mm-hmm. corporate relocations?" And they they said the market is still strong. People still want, maybe now even more than ever, People want to, to want to be here. Yeah. You know, want to be here. Yeah. We'll be the. We were hoping to be one of the first states into the crisis and one of the first states out. Yeah. And that's and that's typically how we are on financial. Um, swings Mm -hmm. in the marketplace We're usually the last one into a recession or depression and the first one out, you know, Mm -hmm. and so uh, Texas in general and so hopefully we'll keep that trend.
0: Business is good, yeah. The the phones here died for, you know, four weeks Mm -hmm. and, but it was, you know, still a good time. I mean, we got to focus on like, well, how are we going to market? How are we going to show buildings? You know, we had, there was a lot, still a lot of work to do even though we weren't getting incoming. I tell you what, about a week ago, Mm-hmm. people started getting it in their head that and now is actually a really good time to open up yeah. because you know the playing field has been cleared there's a little less competition in there people took this as a sign that uh you know might as well wrap it up and retire you know go on down the road so there's a lot of opportunity right now that i keep telling people i hear a lot of doom and gloom from folks if you don't want to hear doom and gloom give me a call because I've got <laughs> <laughs> like I, I see the future as being amazing in Denton, and especially Denton County. I mean, we've yeah. got the uh all the all the cool developments that have happened oh, the past yeah. couple of years. Uh, talk about some of the big, big, big projects that like are happening in Denton County real quick. I know okay, you, yeah, you, oh, yeah. you, you could probably talk an hour about it, but <laughs> yeah, c- you know, that was one of my
1: favorite. It. That was one of my favorite parts as being a county commissioner. And one of my favorites as county judge. Cause now I get to help with across the county was yeah. working to help bring deals to the county. Yeah. You know, and so some of the big things that I was real proud of was working to attract, you know, Farmer Brothers Coffee to North Lake. And what do North they 35? do? So they, it's so cool. They are a hundred year old company, publicly traded, but closely held from California. And they Roast coffee. So, coffee comes comes from the different um, ports of call around the world. Goes to the Houston Ship Channel, gets on a a truck, and goes to North Lake, Texas, and gets roasted, ground, marketed, distributed uh, to all across America. And right here in Denton County. Right in Denton County, and they can match the because they they can match the chemical composition of the water in every zip code in america what? that's so crazy that, so that all, the coffees taste consistent how they roast it and everything yeah. it could taste the same every zip code so that was fun charles schwab that was another that was another big, that's huge because there's another
0: and aren't they moving
1: they're they're, moving. they're here they're but, here. but, I mean, they moved from California. Yes, yeah, from here. San Francisco. So they, they moved a bunch of jobs, and they're going to move the, the rest of the operation, They'll probably leave the foundation out there. Okay, gotcha. Mr. Schwab and the kids, They'll probably leave the foundation. But, yeah, they're, they're expanding here. You know, Boeing was the most recent ribbon-cutting I did. We did. I'm mean, not a ribbon-cutting. We did a groundbreaking mm-hmm. for them. They were expanding their operation over at Alliance Denton County. So, so many great projects. Hillwood. Hillwood's Hillwood is all their great projects. Yeah. All their projects across Across the county, and is that still happening? Have you heard from them? Yes. Or they? yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're <laughs> one. Of, they're, they're one of the partners
0: I keep in touch with. Say, like, what are y'all hearing? How yeah. are things going? Because all know? the people that want that one to go away are like, we can't, we can't make this sort of decision under these. It's like, right. well, I think they're playing the long game here. Like they're they have a like forty year plan. Right. The good news, <laughs>
1: you know, when I worked at the town of Addison, we, we I learned this young in my career back when I had hair. And we we um, we learned that dealing with with long tenured, stable developers was was important because they would not have to. If we, if you did have a downturn in the economy, they had the holding capacity, and holding capacity is really important because they could say, you know what, we're a downturn in the economy. I can hold it a couple years, and we mm-hmm. and and still plan for the best project that we kind of initially wanted. You know. Instead of some developers have to get in there and say, you know what? I've got to turn this. I'm burning interest, and I I, I don't have the capacity to hold it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to need to not... Um, build the project I really wanted, I aspired to, which was really good. I had to settle for something that was less quality because I know there's a current demand for that. And so that's the great thing about Hillwood is they they are in it for the long game and they're not trying to get at this cycle. If you had a downturn in the economy, they could hold it and still maintain the quality, the ultimate quality that they made a commitment to.
0: Yeah, and economic cycles are just a fact of life. They happen whether they become front page news or not. This one just so happens to be coupled with uh, a health disaster, and uh, you know it's it's on the front. They'll, they'll page, make so. it through it, though. Yeah, they'll make it through. Well, uh, so we're sitting here Monday morning. Mm-hmm. The gyms opened up today. I think there's like a list of things that opened up. Are you like Governor Abbott? Is, I think is speaking at two today. He is. Is there is there going to be a new list of things that are that are happening?
1: Yeah. So today he is he's having a press conference at two, and then I think he will be addressing. Because his, his order expires tomorrow night at midnight, which is still banning the bars, tattoo parlors, amusement venues, such as bowling alleys and massage venues. So those are all still those are still all on hold. Uh, so we'll see what he says today. We'll see what we'll see what he says today as far as that goes. So, what do you think he's going to say? Um Make any predictions I, I cannot predict that yeah I, I mean, i'm not being coy with you but i yeah. cannot predict he's been great i would tell you he's called me twice on my cell phone through this whole thing um hmm. checking on things checking on the did state supported living center that was a oh yeah that we was huge. About that, at that all. was huge. i mean yeah i mean that was it's a big deal out there that was a very yeah. big deal that was a very big deal and we only had 50 positives out of that uh at about 400 uh, residents out there oh, 1200 right. employees and so do you think you just caught it quick i and, think we did I mean, shut it down we, and- we did and i'm so proud of the the county health department we went out there and personally tested um the the individuals um and and we worked with the state on modifying their operations and so they would have different group homes and and the staff would rotate amongst different buildings and so forth. And so we worked with them as very collaborative. wasn't a push down, but worked on best practices so that those employees would stay with those, those residents and not change. Their, right. Because then you're transferring. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and so there was a yeah. lot of just operational, um, operational changes that we worked with them. And so, but we were very, very worried about that population. That could very have ended worried. up so much worse than it did. Well, and we have about 400 people. That's insane. And we have over 5,000, long-term care facility like nursing home beds in the county about five thousand, and so so you worry about what could happen in any one of those facilities and so working with working with each one of them there's about a hundred different facilities and so well is there
0: is there ever going to be a point that the governor opens something up and because denton is a little more densely populated than say webster county Mm mm-hmm and that's where I think big bend is. That's why I picked the Wet sure. West Texas that you would say, I know the governor said this, but we're actually mainly So that's a very good question. I'm, I'm
1: glad you asked that. Um, in one of his orders, he said that the county judges are, and the cities have to be consistent with his order. So we gotcha. cannot be strict, more okay. strict or less strict. Okay. And so a lot of people have been mad at me for the, the current closures and so forth. And it's not a, that's not a did County decision. Yeah. All these closures and these openings are being right now are being handled statewide. So that's a very good question. And,
0: and I've appreciated the way he's handled it. I mean, the tone at which he was giving these uh, orders out, he he's had a tendency to be a little on the wild side, occasionally mm-hmm. on, on some, Hairbrain, especially yeah i won't even talk about that mm-hmm. but on this it was deadly serious and i i've I really appreciate appreciated his leadership in this as well yeah um, i think it's it's done a lot of good for us as texas uh, as a state you know and as a state that hey we're all like can, watching some other states deal with this man we We've done a good job, I think. Yes. If if you were going to rank it, I think Texas is
1: well. When you look at when easily one of the best. When you look at the if you if I reflect back on the conversation I was having with the hospital professionals and what we were how we were gearing up for, I mean we were gearing up the worst case scenarios. You know I, I called um, um, uh, over to UNT and spoke to Neil Smatrick about it and said, okay, can I have the gym over there if we need the gym to set up a hospital? Can we yeah. can we can we can we do that we need to set, if if we need to set up a hospital yeah. if we have an overflow here based on what the trends were looking at the other states Apogee stadium yeah, we're, and we're, not, we're yeah. not making it up <laughs> it, it was not high imaginations it was it was we were trying to uh, we were looking at what was going on in New York City and they're rolling in the mm-hmm. the navy and everything so we're like what what do we need to prepare for here and the good thing is we have those kind of protocols set up that are that we that are Uh, We dust them off and we could set them up. And so everyone that we reached out to said, absolutely. So uh, I'm so glad we didn't need it because DFW, the state of Texas, but DFW and Denton County included really worked together to to uh, follow the, the best practices that were asked of them at mm-hmm. the time. And so that we could mitigate it.
0: And yeah. didn't, didn't you and T and TWU get like rated as like one of the best responses or an well, article come by. Yeah. I, I haven't seen like that, that, but, but uh, they both were great. TWU has,
1: um, has been wonderful yeah. to help us with um, our testing and provide us materials for our testing. So I really appreciate them. I called over and, and, and thank them for that. So that's, um, that's been it's been great to see everyone in their own different um um vocation help out the cause yeah you know i would tell you so many people we got criticism on on lots of different um, actions but i would tell you through this there's been a a kindness glenn that people have shown that i've heard from people from a personal um viewpoint i've heard from that I've known my whole life, just different people from different avenues of my life say, you know what? I, I, I was thinking about you and the stuff that you're going through and, and may not agree on everything, but I know it's tough calls and I'm su- I support you. I'm praying for you or thinking about you or lighting a candle for you.
0: So what criticism out there have you gotten that you've been the most, uh that, that that you've been portrayed wrongly the most. Uh, I don't know if I'm wording mm-hmm. that right. Yeah, but, yeah. But wh- or a like, disconnect. A disconnect. Yeah, yeah. What's the most disconnected or criticism? A myth, or a myth-busting or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So
1: I think one of them was that, was that we were not testing or that there wasn't testing. We wanted more testing. Yeah. Um, we We wanted more testing. Yeah. There was just... It was hard to source it. I mean, yeah. everyone was trying to source it. And so it was uh Senator Jane Nelson was great to help us. Uh Dr. Lynn Stuckey was great to help us. Tan Parker was great to help us. So I mean they were they were really helpful and just on a speed dial. Um but so but we always were testing. We
0: always were testing. Yeah. Um we Well always, what what uh, I was hearing was like as as this came about and they actually removed these Regulations on which tests were actual could be called tests for this, mm-hmm. and some of them were coming out, and they were like fifty percent fail rate. So that's right. not a test. That's a right. You're right. flipping right. a coin at that point. an you know? antibody
1: test still has its problems too. Yeah, the antibody test still has it because of the number of false positives and negatives. Yeah, yeah. By the time you do the statistics, you know, so it's it's kind of a deal. But a lot of people thought that the actual that the county was taking the actions of that, the governor was taking and that, you know, he extended these things and that those were actions. The counter is a misinformation on that. said, well, why don't you lift it? Because the governor uh, has made his order, you know, and so we're and so those are an act of law. Yeah. And so um, we're not we're not going to be disputing that. So that was um,
0: that was difficult. Hmm. Did you hear much about the. Uh, well, and this was kind of a city level discussion about rent relief. And I mean, there were people calling for rent to be uh, forgiven for eight months, you know, because of the pandemic. Right. And, and the city has no jurisdiction over that at all. Right. Uh, that's actually a JP, a, a Justice of the Peace level uh, it decision. Is- it's not even a decision, but. Did you hear about any of that from the county no, level Were and, and did, to you?
1: No, they did not, and, and we did provide rent relief. We worked with Gary Henderson over at the United Way, He's a friend of yours as well, and yeah. so we 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 um we quickly gave two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the rental assistance program. I anticipate us doing more. We've, mm-hmm. We we've given to date seven hundred thirty five thousand to to <laughs> United Way and other nonprofits uh, to help them with housing. Um. Uh, food programs were working on that I, I spent a big chunk of my time last week working with our superintendents on well from the beginning of this whole thing on the food program and working and last week worked with um I brought all the Don Cobb who works with us as director of director of community relations uh, she I said Don we've been worried about the food issue as whole the whole commissioner's court's been worried about that and so Don and I had a meeting with all the food pantries across the county what do you need how can we help you how can we infuse cash into your operations? They need they need more refrigeration, and so I said, "Perfect, we'll get you some more refrigeration." So there's a, and we're going to do mass um, outreaches where people could do a drive through. We think that's important. Yeah. So there's so, so and remove the stigma. Uh, a lot of people who would never have gone through one of these. um these food pantries before are, are desperate, so <laughs> yeah. we're worried about future layoffs, not just present yeah. future. But but what does the summer look like, Glenn? And what does the fall look like? Mm-hmm. So we're we're going to be saving some money for to help then. Mm-hmm. In addition to this business grant program. <laughs>
0: What's up, Greg? How are you doing? Are you here?
1: Oh, you're just recording editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can edit this out, <laughs> oh, or leave it in. No, if I'll you're here, I'll come in. say hi in a minute. I do need to talk. I'll come say hi. <laughs>
0: just a few minutes yeah a couple of minutes yeah we'll be done so uh the grayscale for uh, the eagleton space oh yeah okay she just call i was going to hand her off to you so oh okay she's good but she wants she wants to take some pictures okay so i told her 15 minutes either i can go open it or you can yeah 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 yeah, yeah we'll be done by then okay perfect. yeah 15 works greg always messing things up around here I'll tell you what <laughs> so What's uh What's happening with elections? What's going to happen there? Because mm. the know. county does the elections. The county so they, does the elections, but they have to do whatever Governor Abbott says. Yeah, right? so they're going to give okay. us. Yeah, so most
1: of all, our guidelines from our elections comes from the Texas Secretary of State. Okay, and so we will. So we're looking at how, Who what ways we need to modify. I don't. Ha, I don't know that. I don't Jimmy. have that name in front of me. You stumped me, which is good. <laughs> yeah you can Google it. Oh, we got up real quick. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they give our guidance on the elections of the county. And so Frank Phillips as our elections administrator, he's been with us for many, many years and he does a great job and uh, he's worked for Denton County and Tarrant County. And so, you know, we're, um, we're going to make sure they're safe and that they're clean. And, and um, we're looking at different kinds of Capacity and how do we um, how do we adopt best practices in the elections? Just like other businesses are adopting their best practices as well.
0: Yeah, and it can be done. We're smart people involved. Secretary of State. I look I look this up almost every day because I have to search business SOS. entities. Yeah, yeah, business entities, and the name is right there. I can't remember. Ruth Hughes? That doesn't sound right. Is that oh, it? Yeah, I Ruth Hughes. Okay. I guess that's right. That's maybe, it. Maybe it changed recently. That's awesome. Um, I will tell you about testing, though, yeah.
1: that we've had, and I think this is timely. We've we've tested over 13,000 tests have been conducted in the county, 13,500. And of that, about 1,500 have been administered by the Denton County Health Department. Our, our nurses and clinicians have, have done that. And we've had a we had a testing a couple of weeks ago, a mobile testing. We were always wanting to do mobile testing. Dallas had mobile testing because the federal government came in, FEMA came in and did testing for them. That wasn't necessarily a Dallas County project, but um, Denton County people were allowed to go down there. Mm-hmm. So Denton County people, if they wanted a mobile testing throughout this, they were they, a lot of them were going down to Dallas, but it was a regional setup. Um, but we've done testing over at a. Uh, The health department a couple weeks ago on a Saturday, we tested over 200. We did mobile testing drive-through down last week down in Louisville at the Louisville Mall, at Vista Ridge Mall, which is now Music City Mall, over by Dillard's there. Uh, I just signed an agreement Friday with University of North Texas. And so we're testing there tomorrow on Tuesday. They're going to be testing over there in the parking garage. And Glenn, I anticipate us doing that about every week. For the foreseeable future, over at Unt, hmm. we're going to do a drive-through testing in the parking garage. Um, this Friday, we're testing over at Trophy Club, and uh, hopefully Friday or Saturday, we're going to be testing in Carrollton. So the National Guards coming in and going to help. And so I know, isn't that great? So, <laughs> That's so, crazy. So, we'll be, so we're so we're wrote. And then last week. We uh, on Friday, we did Bryswell High School over on 380 east of Denton, over by Aubrey. So we did, so we're rotating that around where, but I love the idea of having a standard uh, setup over at UNT at the heart of the county, and people could come in for that. But we're also going to have subsequent other tests around the different quadrants of the county, mm-hmm. all, all directions.
0: Well, man, this has been an awesome conversation. Just, this has been fun. Yeah, this bit, and people are going to love this because. There's so much uh, that there, there's so many people like wanting information and get on the internet and coming up with something and chattering. And most of it is like just completely made up. So I'm glad. Okay. This is the deal. I'm going to the source. Absolutely. And so this, Hey Glenn, <laughs> yeah.
1: let's do this again. Yeah. Let's do this. And, and if people want to g- have ahead. a question below, they want to comment or below or send you a question. Oh, yeah. That'd be fascinating. We'll do a yeah. speed round we'll do yeah. a speed round of
0: questions I, I
1: would i would love to come back and we you, do that
0: you know and i want to get as soon as it calms down enough i want to get uh dr richardson in totally and, and hear from him and just kind of hear the story from his uh, from his viewpoint like <laughs> like what happened I know. and what was it like to be the county health director as we start shutting it down and we did. Oh, oh you know? yeah.
1: He did a great job. He's a, he's a, That's a story he started his career here at the county and then, it's he out, then he went out to Amarillo and then he came back uh, several years ago. I was very proud of that. We hired him and he's done a great job. The commissioner's court has really worked hard and tried to be flexible. And each one of us have kind of focused on different areas that ever are of interest to us on, on this. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. um, Keeping the people safe, but there's different nuances about this. But yeah. Matt did a great job. Jody Gonzalez worked so hard. Shannon Josky, um, who works our county director of administration, uh, with us, she's done a great job. Don Cobb, I'm so glad we have Don on. We hired Don a couple years ago because the, the communicating to the public was, a, was is very important. And so we have a great um, person in Don communicating. Jennifer Rainey does, is a PIO for. Um, the health department, but Don not only that helps with our overall communication, she's great as a resource because she's community relations overall, not just a PIO. She's much more than that. And she's helps us with the different nonprofits and working with them. And so I made mean, the different nonprofits call me and we try to see what their needs are. And, and we're going to do much more than we've already done.
0: So, As we're kind of wrapping this up, what is the what's the message you want to give to people right now as far as how we're going to get through this and what we need to be doing?
1: You know what I would do? Um, I encourage people to have grace and apply grace to one another. That is that's the message I've been I have been um, telling people about the last 10 days or so. It's been really on my heart as we're. People are weary of these, um, the quarantining and the staying at home and the s- being separated from their Texans friends. Texans don't
0: like being told what to do. Not so
1: much. You're exactly <laughs> right. I think they all have my cell number. But, but That's awesome. they, I, I, they, I give them your cell you number. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. So, which is fine. But, but I, I tell you, I think it's important that as we kind of come out of this, and, and, you know, it's not gone away. I mean, just because the, the, commerce and the gathering restrictions are limited did not make the disease go away right and so what our our efforts were was to create capacity for the hospitals and give us time to gather PPE the personal protective equipment gather us time to get more tests gather us time to to for them to work on a vaccine so it was it was it was part of it was a time deal part of it was a resource allocation yeah it wasn't the cure it wasn't the cure yeah and so, just because it's things are opened up, does not mean we uh, social distancing doesn't go away. You know, I called you this morning before I got in there. I said, "Are we social distancing?" Before yeah. I walk in the door, because I didn't mm-hmm. know if I, if I need to wear a mask. I would, I would die if I, if I am feeling good, Glenn. I'm feeling good, and I've been away from people. But what if I, I was contagious and, and I gave it to you, and you took it home to baby Dylan. Yeah, and your sweet bride? Yeah. So, so the mask is not to protect me; it's to protect. You. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so that's why I called you five minutes before we came in here. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. are we social distancing? You say, I've got it all set up. And I said, okay. Uh, because I'm thoughtful and considerate. Yeah. And that's, and then so, so I, I would ask that everybody be very graceful to one another. When you're going to the grocery store, those people are working there and they're work, wearing a mask and they're on the front lines and people, the, the people that are, supplying the um, the produce there and the people at the meat counter and all that and people at the gas station or or, where apply grace be kind say thank you for what you do i really appreciate what you're doing be graceful to the people you're living with you know i got my boys are home from school and so there's five (laughs) people in this house apply grace and finally apply grace to yourself and realize do something for yourself. I think it's important that mental health is a is a key component that we acknowledge mental health and mental stability through this. You know, I encouraged people throughout this this uh, pandemic to call the Denton County MHMR. It's easy to Google their number, and you can find the Denton County MHMR. They have a one eight hundred number, and it's free for free for anyone. To and they will counsel you, talk to you. Sometimes you just need someone to talk to, and I think it's very important, Glenn, that people maintain. Um, their mental health through this because we are social creatures. Even Mm -hmm. the most introverted person still requires some kind of social interaction. And so to have people shut off away from their friends and families and their support groups and their their, their fellow coworkers, to not have that is, and their clients... Uh, me, um, can be mentally devastating. In addition to the financial devastation, it can be mentally devastating. So, apply grace to yourself. Do something nice for yourself. Go on a walk. Go to a park. Uh, watch a movie. Read a book. Um, think of others. Think of an act of generosity that you can do with someone. I just I think living in a spirit of grace that you're applying to others and to yourself is the way that we're going to be able to, to come out of this.
0: Yeah. I think one of the cool things about being a Texan is that our, our ancestors, our heritage are the people who made it out to the frontier and Mm -hmm. (laughs) beyond, you know, all logic and against all odds dealt with, you know, plague, famine, (laughs) yeah comanches and and our ancestors the ones that stayed and figured it out and beat it and we're going to beat this we totally will you
1: know what when i've always enjoyed family history and genealogy and i remember um and i started it young in life a lot of people do it when they retire get older i was smart enough to do it start interviewing people when i was in high school and recording it but i remember what my um great aunts and uncles and and my great, great aunts and uncles would tell me when I would visit with them was talking about we had a, uh, my ancestors had a family farm there in Lake what is now Lake Dallas. And they said, you know, during the Depression, they were so glad that they had the farm in town because so many of the people that were in the city had a although it wasn't much of a city, but they were didn't they didn't have a, a big garden spot or something. And so they ended up, you know, during a crisis mm. of their time. They kind of went to the grocery store and fed everybody in town and helped helped everybody mm. in town. And thank goodness they had the place that they could do that. And and I've thought about that um, as I've gone through this and our fa- my family and our history here at the county. And I thought, you know, they contributed during that time of of uh, devastation and people were just hungry and not good um financial circumstances. We're kind of going through that now again in a different way. And I'm a new generation. I'm to be able to be here and help uh, in my role, the limited role that I can help people's lives stay safe and and hopefully help bring back this economy, you know, it's an honor to get to continue that that uh tradition of family service like you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's a, great. It's good to be here. So it's
0: awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Absolutely. This
1: is fun. And we need to we need to do it again. We'll do it again for
0: sure. Thanks, buddy.